know how you feel with the feeling like you don't deserve it. And I've actually heard that from a lot of people too, especially in, in the last business venture that I was in where people were doing really well financially and it was kind of a surprise to them. And that actually a handful of them said that they felt like they didn't deserve it, that they didn't deserve the money. And so bad relationships with money, you know, yeah, that's, that's definitely a thing. Yeah. Belief system, of course. And I feel like that's why affirmations are so important as Mm -hmm. far as you're talking about the law of attraction. So say you think that, that you don't deserve it, or you think that you're too old or not smart enough. If that's what's going in your subconscious, then your uh, behaviors are going to mimic that because that's what you believe to be true. So if, if we can do our positive affirmations, take whatever that limiting belief is and change it into the opposite of what, what you're thinking and say it out loud every day, eventually you're putting that out there. You're going to believe it and it's going to be true. Right. You're going to show up with how you feel like, you know, the things that you're telling yourself, you're going to show up that way and other people are going to see it. It comes out in subtle, subtle ways, but also kind of obvious ways. Like even when, um, you know, any form of medium that you use to communicate with people, you know, talking, writing, visual, whatever, I think that you can feel somebody even through writing, you know, even through in messenger or text message, like you can feel a confidence level from people that are speaking to you, even through writing, even through that form of communication. So it, it comes across, you know, in, in all ways, even if you don't realize it. Yeah, and this is why I absolutely love, I love reading. I love personal development books so much. This is really what completely changed my life is starting to read. I didn't do a lot of reading growing up. I have, you know, some challenges with those things. And I kind of forced myself because I was, I had a mentor that uh, they basically had the, the saying is um, leaders are readers. And I thought that I could get around that part. And I thought I would <laughs> that part for the, you know, the personal development, but that they're like, no, you're going to read this book. You need to do this. And I'm like, all right, fine. If you're, you're successful, if I have to read a book, I'll read a book. And that changed my life. I, I can't even I can't even articulate how much that's changed my life. It's- and they mean as well, like say, say if you're not the fastest reader or the best reader, I mean, you can also do audio, right? Did they just mean any way getting that information in? Yeah, I mean, you can do audio, but I do think there is something about sitting and not being distracted by things around you and actually sitting with the book, which is very challenging for me. I have ADHD, so it's really hard for me to sit still, but I would would celebrate little victories. Like you said, I'll say, okay, I'm just going to read five pages a day, very small goal. And the more I did it, the more it became routine and the easier it got. And now I just, I can't wait to dive into a book, you know, every day. And I do at least 10 pages a day now. Um, But yeah, I just think that for me, it it was a challenge for me to actually sit and read the physical book. So for Mm -hmm. me personally, I think that I needed that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not everybody does. Well, it's funny because, um, so, so I love, I love to read like my first love when I was younger was I actually used to write a lot and I, and I want to do that again as like a form of communication, but I used to write all the time, like in middle school, I used to write pages and pages of poems. Like I would just have my computer up to and like six point font. And there's like a hundred pages. Filled. You still have that stuff? I do. Yeah. I still, I still have it. I had it in this old computer and I had to, um, like the computer, um, everything almost got wiped and I had to go save it and find those files. But yeah, I, I still do have them and I never really let people read them except for some family members. But 
yeah, it was all, it was all like a lot. It was my first healthy emotional outlet for things when I was younger. So it's all poems a little bit like on the darker side. And, but I loved writing when I was, when I was bored in high school, I lived by this library at one point, if I was bored on any given day, I would just go walk to the library and stay there all day long. I would just walk through the aisles of the books and just pull out books that had an interesting title. And I found some really great books actually that way. And I would just sit there and read all day. So I, I love, yeah, I, I love to read the, the physical book. I also am a crazy multitasker. So for me, audios work just because I can have the audio up. I could be cooking some food. I could be like cleaning and then I could just take the computer wherever I'm walking. And I just, I'll listen to the audio now so I can do other things. But yeah, I've always, um, been been a huge reader yeah yeah I do the same thing so actually actually when I listen to podcasts I I multitask when I do that too just to get it in so like I'll here's the thing if you don't think you have time for personal development you do you if you can use audio you can do it while you're doing something else so I'll listen to some of my favorite podcasts like when I'm doing my makeup or if I'm cooking dinner or mm-hmm. driving here and there you can even even if you have five minutes, play it for five minutes, pause it, come back to it. So you have to be very intentional, intentional about making time for these things because they're going to feed your, your brain, your soul. You're, they're going to help you grow. And I just think that if you're listening to, you know, mindless stuff, it's just a, a waste of your brain space, really. Yeah, personal, yeah, personal development, listening to audio. So let's say you do have a, a, a harder time with reading. It can be your bigger goal, like for you, Kristen, to, to sit there with the physical book, right? And to actually put your concentration in there. But on the flip side, if, if you know, if that's not really, if you are able to listen to an audio and get it that way, and then there's kind of no excuses then, right? You can listen to it on the way to the car instead of music. You can listen to it for me. Like I literally could be listening to it at any time. You know, if I take a bath, I'm about to go to bed, I can have... I can have the audio on of something, right? Personal development, something. So you really can, there's no excuse. You can, you can get that information in at some point, you know, in some way. And and once you're, once you're really into it, you kind of get addicted to it, (laughs) addicted to growing, I suppose. But I don't watch TV anymore. So I used to watch TV all the time. Like I would have my shows that I would watch, (laughs) you know, and I would all the time. I'm, and I was just sitting there the other night on the couch and listening to something or reading or writing something. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't watch TV anymore. And just realized that like, that's so cool. I'm so happy that I find other things to do. I mean, there's nothing wrong with entertainment, but if it's taking time away from whatever goal you're trying to reach, then that's got to go. Sometimes you got to sacrifice those kinds of things and you'll kind of find that you didn't need it at all in the first place. And you might surprise yourself also with, with what, with, the new things that you're putting in your mind, your thoughts when you wake up, the things you look forward to, you might surprise yourself because yeah, I don't watch too much TV. Even, you know, even when I had my own apartments in my own houses, like when I officially moved out, like I had my first apartment when I was um, 18, we never actually had cable ever. We we had our computers. So if we wanted to watch a movie, we could, you know, at that time, put a DVD into our laptops, but mostly what I was doing, like my form of TV was being on the internet and just getting into stuff there, you know? You know, when I was even in middle school and high school, I I was that kind of person that my favorite thing to do, like to look up on the internet was literally stuff about psychology. So I've been into this for a long time. It's kind of funny. Well, yeah, because you studied it. 
Yeah. I, I happened to find myself in a lot of psychology environment because I was getting the help of that, but I always felt, I always felt, found it so like the topics so interesting and the people that were talking about their stories so interesting. So I was kind of put into that environment for a long time as, um, I don't know what you call it as, as just a, a person like trying to soak that up not necessarily going like not being not being in the teacher's position but right. in the student's position yeah it's absolutely fascinating I in psychology and personal development are literally just go hand in hand it's actually personal development also could be called positive psychology which is my favorite <laughs> oh interesting I, I haven't heard that reference before yeah if you um just google uh, positive psychology it's a thing I promise. <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah. Let's see what else, what else was on that list. Maybe yeah. read a few of the last things. Do you want me to go through them real quick again? Sure. Okay. So I'm too old. I'm not smart enough. I'm not educated enough. I'm afraid of trying and failing. You have to have money to make money. I've already tried everything. It's selfish of me to want more. I don't feel that I really deserve it. I don't have the willpower and all the good ones are taken. So not having the willpower, that's definitely a stronger barrier against yourself, if that's, if that's what you're saying to yourself, because willpower is everything. And even, you know, I've struggled with depression my whole life. So no matter if everything's going the greatest, I could wake up one day and it doesn't feel that way. It's kind of, it's like a wave of emotions. And I've had to just, as I get older, becoming a little bit more understanding of how that works you know, kind of appreciating every season of your life, even the rainy seasons or the summery seasons, you can say. So not having the willpower, that's probably the biggest barrier you might feel, right? So that's, um, I don't know, you might need a bigger change to find that willpower. Then you, you might need to break up something in your day to to switch your, like you might need to switch your environment to switch your mental state, like something actually external that you can see that's tangible. For instance, like if, if it's the willpower that's lacking, maybe you need to physically go somewhere to get some work done, maybe not your house, you know, maybe you need to physically be with somebody, have a physical mentor. So not having the willpower, I think is probably out of all of those, maybe the hardest thing to go over because willpower, that's kind of everything, right? Yeah. And I will say one more thing about the, about the depression thing. Um, I've definitely have dealt with that before and not having the will to do something when you know that it's not that hard to do, but you just can't do mm -hmm. it. And then, then more negative self-talk comes in and then you're kind of in a spiral and then you're really stuck. So yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that. As far as depression, it makes it very tough. Um, changing your environment is a big deal. And this, even like in the last year, it's been a big, a big deal with everybody staying home with the pandemic and everything mm -hmm. of not really having the motivation or the drive to, to do the things that you want to do, or, you know, you need to do in order to, you know, be doing, achieving the goals that you want to achieve. If we could just leave the house, you know, that like anything like would make a difference. So like, even for me, I work from home. If I just go sit at a coffee shop, and I'm there and I'm there intentionally to work, I will get so much more done than sitting at home. It's, it isn't kind of hard. I love working from home, but I also 
need to switch it up sometimes. Otherwise I, I'll find everything else to do around the house, but get the stuff that I need to get done for my work. Right. Makes sense. Your home is so comfy. Like who doesn't like sitting in their PJs with their cats and just hanging out? You know, I could be working like just kind of um, lounged up on my couch and it's super comfy, but yeah, there's, there's a, there's tons of distractions. Sure. You know, especially if you don't have an office place. And even if you do, yeah, there's so many distractions. So sure. Yeah. I so saw, I, I just recently started doing that when I was finding that I was losing focus on some things. I just started getting out and going to different places and just giving myself office hours outside of my house. And the cool thing about that is that way it's so it's easier to meet other people that are kind of entrepreneurs because they're all doing the same kind of thing so I you know was at this awesome coffee shop that's down the street from my house at this really cute farm community that I actually went to this morning just to have um, a tea and take some pictures of everything outside it was just really beautiful and I there's this beautiful area where everyone has their computers and they're they're working and I've met some really cool people that way and it's a great way to network too so getting yourself out there and not just kind of being a hermit in your house, even if you work from home, really makes a huge difference. And another thing that I've really have been doing lately that I love is working outside, having some sunshine on my face while I'm working. It just, it does something besides just being kind of cooped up in the house. Oh, for sure. And I, and I know um, that just kind of reminded me, it just... I know like in Buddhist culture, that's a huge thing is to educate. Like the, a lot of the schools are outside. Like a lot of the primary age schools are outside. So a huge thing is to encourage children to learn under like trees and be in nature. That's a huge thing for, for that culture. And there's something um, else about being barefoot with your feet into the earth. Yeah, I, I love all that. I'm like, oh man, like I, like I could do that all the time, you know? But I will say too, so what you just said, kind of setting, setting the schedule. So something that I realized about myself is that I very much emotional work. So what that means for me is if I'm not feeling creative, I won't do a creative thing, you know, and if I, and if I have a creative surge, I can literally focus for mm -hmm. so many hours and get so much stuff done. So it's kind of, and I, and I work like that, you know, for instance, I've never really been like you were saying this on last episode about being a morning person. So I've never, right. been, and you're not, and you're not one unless you're a bird. And I've never classified myself as a morning person, definitely more nighttime. So what I, what I loved about online, but also kind of what I realized could be not a downfall, but something tricky to navigate. So what I loved about working for myself and being an entrepreneur and working online and setting my own hours is that for instance, if I wasn't feeling so energized in the morning or so focused that that was okay. I could literally do my work. If I felt, you know, a surge of energy at like 7 PM, I could get just as much done from seven to like two in the morning that I could have gotten during the day, but the bats. So for me being an entrepreneur, I was like, I could work at any time. That's great for, for a person like me. Like, I don't like to follow actually a, a strict schedule it's always been really hard for me like work school having to follow their schedule you know I like to work mm -hmm. when I feel <laughs> emotionally creative and then I can do such great work but what I realized lately is that when it's always like that it's harder to have a balance you know when you actually don't it set is. parameters it, like there's a good side to being able to work whenever you want and whenever you feel really creative, but then there's kind of a bad side to that too, because then you kind of feel like 
if there's no set schedule, you kind of feel a little bit all over the place sometimes. And like the, the more negative aspects of that, you kind of feel all over the place. So I realized lately my whole life keeps on leading me to trying to understand what my personal balance is. And because what your personal balance is, is completely different from somebody else. Say someone else, their balance is five hours working a day and that totally works for them. But my balance might be something completely different. So I'm trying to figure out what that is. But I think a a thing that's going to be really helpful for me, which is something I've been telling myself for a long time, is to set an actual schedule and not to veer off of that. So like a typical schedule could be, you know, 10 to six. And no matter what, if I'm feeling it or not, sit there like a real job, do all the different things. And then (laughs) and then after that time put the computer away, put my phone away, which I have such a hard time doing and literally go do other things that a person does and just have that and have it like that, a concrete schedule. Cause for me, I could be working all hours of the day. And and that's usually what I do, you know, or I take a break when I, when I need a break, but it is quite literally a little bit all over the place. And sometimes that's not the best for like mental clarity or like stability or consistency even. Right. I actually do the exact same thing. This is something that I just started working on. I'm actually working towards what you're saying as well. I literally, until I'm trying to change this, I'm trying to create a new habit, but I literally will work from the moment that I wake up to the moment I go to bed, but it's in little chunks throughout the day. Like it comes with me everywhere I go and I stop for a couple minutes and I'll, I'll do some of my stuff and then I'll do whatever. And I'm thinking that that's probably not the best way to do it. <laughs> um, what I started doing and I actually got myself all organized yesterday is the block scheduling in my calendar. It is so helpful. I've done this before. And so like you said, just give yourself a chunk of time or even you don't even have to give a, a, a few hours at a time. It could even just be one hour here one hour there, or it could be four hours, but within that time frame, you write down in your calendar exactly what you're gonna do in that time frame. Like even for me, I can do by the half an hour from 11 to 11.30, I'm going to work on this. And then really staying on top of it that way, instead of in the past, me writing down a whole list of to-do lists thing and just kind of trying to get to it throughout the day and maybe crossing off the ones that are easier first, I do mm-hmm. that. I think that's just human nature. Like, yeah, they do you say first. to tackle the the harder things first, right? Yes, you should always do that, even though it's not as fun. <laughs> but then you're otherwise you're just stressed out about it all day, and then all of a sudden it's going on tomorrow's to do list. So yeah, if you're gonna yeah. schedule, put the important things first. You know, I I stress out a lot about thinking. It's gosh, just the way my mind works. I stress out a lot about both parts of it. I stress out when I'm like, am I working too much? And then I stress out when I am relaxing and I'm like, am I relaxing too much? Like it's such a crazy neurotic. I I'm always like that. Like when I work a lot, I'm like, I'm this, I'm working too much. You know, like I should be just relaxing a little bit more. And then when I'm relaxing, I feel guilty about relaxing. So I'm like in a constant battle. So I think that's also why setting a schedule is going to be good for me because then it is what it is. Like, let me set these straight hours and do the work. And then in the relaxing hours, just relax, you know, and that doesn't mean, you know, relaxing is a, is a hand you could relaxing could also be going to work out. Relaxing can be personal development, you know, cause I consider that very relaxing. So it doesn't have to be completely like disassociating because I also, 
I love to work, honestly. Like I, I've always been kind of a workaholic. If I really care about the thing, like I really love to work. So I don't want to completely take that away from myself. Like I enjoy getting lost in the things that I love, especially creative things for sure. So I like that. Um, and I think that's, you know, you want to have like a strong work ethic, but yeah, I think setting up a schedule just so you can really see how that time is getting divided just to see, <laughs> I think is a good practice. So definitely in the upcoming future, I'm going to be serious about setting a schedule. Well, I'm going to look for, I know I've seen other people that have, that actually make planners that have like the time blocks throughout the day, like even like to the 30 minutes or maybe even 15 minute increments. And I think I'm going to get one of those and just try it out for a week and see how it goes. I'll let you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Let me know how to try that too. And then let's see. I'm on the last month of my, my, my current calendar. So I need to get a new one anyway. So I'm going to get a hardcore calendar and really go after the schedule thing. Okay. Let's see. Yeah. Cause you're, you're completely at home, right? Like you're completely working yeah. at home. Yeah. Yep. And, yeah, and I have, I have a couple different projects that I'm doing mm -hmm. and then right now I'm even taking another school course and like I need to fit all this in. I, I can't just be winging it all day anymore. This is getting to be too much to manage without a schedule. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. You know what? Also, I was just thinking is when you were saying how it's hard to when you don't have like a boss, like to be disciplined to have you know time set aside to work on whatever business thing you're working on. Have you noticed since you've been working for yourself? this is me. I'm, I'm like late all the time to things. And I never <laughs> like that. Late, late to what exactly? Everything. Like I'm always, <laughs> I always think I have more time than I do, but it's like before when I, when I you was mean late, up, like when you go physically somewhere or late. Yes. And I never was like that scene. before. Okay. No, no, I don't have that. No, I'm not late. I'm, I'm, I've always been pretty good with like time management. Yeah. And I don't know what happened. Like as soon as I, I was in charge of myself, I guess I, I became less structured in that way. But yeah, that's another thing I really need to work on because I, I hate being late for stuff, but yeah, I think that when you're setting your own schedule and you're not really abiding by anybody else, like meeting you here by a certain time, it can be easy to kind of lose track of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. I could see that. So let's see a few things, and I'm not sure where we're at, where we're at with time, but a few things um, at the head of that list. So there was thinking that you're too old, um, oh, and that it takes money to make money. So thinking that you're too old. So time is an illusion for one. We have 24 hours in a day, sure, but we have all the time in the world if you really think about you know every, every day that you have and putting effort, even if it's a little bit every single day, how that can compound actually. So you're, so you're never too old. I mean, if you want to do the thing, time's going to pass anyway. A great example of this is my mom. She actually is, is still going to school to be um, a physical therapist aide. And she's been in school for a, for a long time. And because she had kids when she was young and she always wanted to go to school, but she had to put that off because she was raising kids. So her major goal in life was to actually prove to herself that she could stick with school, even though she felt like she was too old at this point and everyone in her class, I mean, now it's virtual, but a lot of people in her class were much younger than she was. And so that, that made her feel bad, you know, but in her mind, the time is going to pass. She'd rather have this degree when she's some age versus never have it, you know? Yeah, so that's awesome. And there's so many celebrities, like there was this list that I used to share a lot of people that got started in their 
like late thirties to forties, you know, like famous people that had a late start in life. So yeah, if it's, if you're called to do it, just do it, put that aside. There's plenty of people in that same position doing all kinds of things. Right. So that's, that's how I feel about that. And then it takes money to make money. So that's, that can be a little true, but it's not the ultimate because there are, it just, it can be a little bit harder to have absolutely no capital to start your business. So even when I very first started my very first entrepreneurial thing, which was a high ticket offer. So that, that costed a good amount of money and then running ads, which was a big thing for your business that costed money. So if you didn't have the money to yourself, get the high ticket item to make commissions or to run ads, you were just going to have to spend more of your time then doing like organic outreach, which works. It just takes a little bit more time. So it's almost like you have resources no matter what, but it's just where you're putting that value on. So do you want to spend a little bit more money or do you want to spend more of your time? A lot of instances, it's going to cost both. But say if you don't have that much money or no money, well, it's still doable, but you're going to have to spend a lot more time then. So as long as you realize that there are there are ways to get that thing done, if you don't have money, you're going to have to spend a little bit of, of your own personal time then. So it's not it's not impossible. You just kind of have to know. Right. And is it, is that, is it worth the price to, is it worth the price of the time that it's going to take? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I there's always that. a way, there's always a way where there's a will, there's a way. And right. there's also such a thing um, as good debt. So the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So there is a, there is a thing of good debt versus bad debt. So not all, not all debt in theory or in actuality is, is supposed to be bad. So there is like smart debt. So even talking about credit cards, I, I have no problem putting something on a credit card. This isn't the way for everybody, but I did, I did this when I started my business and didn't have a ton of capital. I did take out a credit card that could have been scary if I wasn't able to pay that back, but I took it seriously and I was able, you know, I, you know, I did well and I was able to pay it back, but so there is, there is a good thing as um, good debt as well. So not all debt is bad. And I'll tell you doing something like that, because I have done that before, that really is going to make you work hard if you have to pay it back, <laughs> especially if there's interest, you're going to work as fast and as hard as you can to get that paid off. So right. there's motivation there. <laughs> yep. I wanted to talk about um, the one that was number seven real quick. And that one said, it's selfish of me to want more. And I talk to, I see this very common with parents, especially moms, mm-hmm. the mom guilt thing. And I think that stops a lot of people, especially in my experience, moms who think that if they go out and pursue their dreams, that they're taking time away from helping their kids grow or spending time with them. When in actuality, you're doing so much more by filling your cup so that you can spill over and you know fill their cup. You're also teaching them that it's never too late to go for a goal. You're teaching them to always go for your dreams and not give up. And if you fail, they can see you fail and then they can see you get back up. So there's so much that you can teach your kids through doing something that is gonna fulfill you because it really is going to teach them and it's going to help you to be a better mom. Yeah, I just think it's it's just so important for your kids to see you going for something and taking time to do that is only going to teach them and allow you to be a better mother just because your your cup is full and you can definitely give more if you have more fulfillment within yourself. So 
Yeah, that's 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 all. Those are my biggest takeaways from those top ten. Do you have any other ones or? No, I think we covered we covered some good stuff. Well, I think we're coming up on the hour already. These things go by so fast. I love talking about these things with you, and I'm just I'm just so excited about this podcast in general. And I just wanted to say one last thing, and I just challenge and kind of a call to action to people is to really think about about your, what limiting beliefs that you have. You might not even realize them unless you actually sit and think about them. And what I challenge you to do is write down what are you telling yourself that's stopping you from what you want? And then I challenge you to write it down. And then underneath it, write something, write the opposite of it as an affirmation and cross out the limiting belief. And then what I love to do is I like to put sticky notes up of my affirmations and either look at them every day, say them every day, just have them around. Um, I even put them on my bathroom mirror when I'm getting ready in the morning, I see them. I just think that it's so important that the way we talk to ourselves really determines how we show up and where we're gonna go. So that's all I have. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This is Guided Thoughts and this is the Making or Breaking Yourself episode. So we will see you guys next week.